Hello and welcome to Not Often Heard the Podcast. My name is Gary. My name is Mark. And my name is Alex. And welcome to our final Eurovision podcast of the season. Uh, uh, it's over. It's all done. Can you believe it? It's Boxing Day. It is. <laughs> oh God, Eurovision Blues. Um, so Eurovision 2022 has come to an end. And wow. What an end. What a year. What a night. <laughs> I mean, where do we start with this? Oh. I mean, it's like a Kitty Laura all over again. <laughs> it's um, like my heart has only just stopped racing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, spoiler alert for anybody who's not seen it or not seen the news. Um, Ukraine has won mm-hmm. uh, with a massive, oh, where was it? 631. 631 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Even more surprising... <laughs> The jury vote was won by none other than the United Kingdom. Oh my, oh my word! Wow, <laughs> uh, a massive two hundred and eighty-three points oh, given just... to Sam Ryder and Spaceman. Oh, I've just got goosebumps. Um, <laughs> this is just—I mean, we we went into this saying if we get one point, that's that's better than last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> Typical, we have low expectations of ourselves. Typical British. Yeah. Um, but can you believe just how well Sam Ryder did? It, 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 no. As, I was, <laughs> as we were watching that jury vote, and like the first jury came up, and we were like, oh my God, we've got points already. I think we got four points, yeah. didn't we, on the first, yeah. t- uh, the first jury vote that came in. And, and we're then, like, well, we've well, already won. Yeah. But then after that, it was like... Country after country, it was 12 points, United Kingdom, 12 points, United Kingdom. We were just sitting there, just like... Open mouth? Yeah. Like, is this real life? Have we passed through the looking glass? What's happening? <laughs> it, it was it was mental. It was so surprising. And I'm just putting up the breakdown now, if I can find it. Yeah. Um, who got what? I've got it up. Uh, in terms of 12 pointers... Where are we? So. Oh, yes, I can see it. We got... Mm, I, I, it's, you're looking at spreadsheets and things like you think, like, how am I reading this? How do I look at it? Where am I looking at? Ooh, ooh there we go. Ooh. Yeah, in, in what? Well, if we look... televote. There are two sheets as well, televote and jury vote. So, like, we got 12 points on the televote from Malta. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of jury vote, we got uh, 12 from Azerbaijan, <laughs> which we didn't expect. No. Yeah. Uh, we had a 12 from France. Which we really weren't no, expecting. That was Not so odd. Uh, 12 from the jury in Austria. 12 from the jury in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. 12 from the jury in Germany. I mean, uh, Georgia gave us 12 as well. Yeah. Belgium jury gave us 12. Yeah, like we scored pretty high a lot. Actually, there's only, out of 39 countries, there's only five that didn't give us any points at all every other country gave us mm. at I mean, least something um it was just incredible just we expected we would do okay we kept our expectations low yes um we were happy with getting a few you know lower points that would have been a win as we said but mm-hmm. it just felt so weird to see 12 points united kingdom time after time yeah we thought we might get the odd one yeah yeah because we're just that's not been the you know, the path that we've gone in the last few years of Eurovision. Definitely not. And it, it just goes to show that it it's not all political. It's not. We could send Elton John, we could send Take That, and they still wouldn't vote for us. We sent Sam Ryder, who was popular on TikTok. Mm. That does not mean popular across Europe necessarily. No. Mm. I'd certainly not heard of him. No. Big star, not massively really from what I could tell. He wasn't even charting in the top 40 in the UK. No. In the run-up to the contest. And we got all of those 12 points from all of those juries. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, France was the biggest shock for me because people sit there and think, oh, the French haters and we don't like the French and it's you know a bit of a rivalry or whatever. Yeah. But they gave us their 12 in, in yeah. from the jury. So that just goes to prove that the juries aren't politically motivated like that, or most of them are, aren't, hopefully. (laughs) 
it, it just kind of blows mm. all those arguments out of the water. All these countries hate us because of our history. Mm. Well, the jury didn't. No. Looking at the scores. Um, the biggest the biggest shot for me, I think, was probably Australia giving us zero points. Yeah, nothing Australia at all. gave us nothing. On the jury. We got That's seven off the televote nice. from them, but nothing at all on the jury mm. from them. That is harsh. It's harsh. I mean, I don't know if you can see on, on the, the breakdown yeah. um, exactly how the jurors voted, uh, how the... How they voted uh, on uh, the UK. There's a lot of spreadsheets here, so it's very difficult for us to pick it apart, to be honest. But in general, the boy done good. I think we have to say. The boy done very good. It was amazing. Um, And that performance, because you hadn't watched it before, you were trying to keep yourself spoiler free, weren't you? No, I'd seen the uh, semi final two jury performance. The clip, but you not seen the full No, I'd seen the full thing. I had seen it, it, yeah. So I kind of like didn't know what to expect. Um, But there's still, even though you've seen it, there's still that kind of what if he's what if he's got a bit of a sore throat? What if he, you know, you've only got to have a few bum notes in a song like that, and it completely messes it up. And there are some tricky notes in that Spaceman song. Um, it's got an incredible vocal range. Mm. Yeah. And it, it was it was invoking Queen, Freddie Mercury. Mm. And, you know, because people have already kind of compared him to Freddie Mercury in his kind of style of, of singing and his range, like you said. And just when they inserted that guitar solo at the end, which is mm. something that we hadn't seen before, it wasn't yeah. on the, the, the recorded version that everybody's been listening to. It just shows you just how much the BBC and tap music actually put into that to say, we're not just going to wheel out the same mix and the same song that you've heard released. We want to mm. tweak it. We want to amp it up. We want to do yeah. as good a job as possible on this. And it was just amazing. It took everybody by surprise when we saw that. Yeah. It was an amazing moment. The staging with his kind of crystal dome uh, set <laughs> was certainly a step up from yeah. the massive plastic trumpets from yeah. last year. Yeah. From last year. He commanded that stage. He put on a flawless performance vocally. He was the nicest man. <laughs> And even when he was being interviewed in the green room, because he got a couple of interviews, didn't mm. he, uh, during the voting sequence. And even then, it wasn't like, oh, thank you so much, you know, really appreciate it. It was, all of you in this room, all these artists are amazing. You're so talented. You know, giving thanks and, and showing appreciation for every other country uh, was just lovely. And didn't you say you've seen a video this morning of him hugging... Marius Bear from Switzerland. When they got no televotes, he oh. went over and actually consoled him, and gave him a big hug and a great big kiss, mm. and it was just—it's just so wholesome. I think that's the thing. He's—he just seems to be the nicest person on the planet. <laughs> he really does. So, job well done. I think the BBC are going to hopefully, rightfully, get some applause now mm-hmm. and some credit. And not be criticised for sending the same old rubbish every year. They tried. And maybe it was the switch from BMG, who was the mm. previous record label, to TAP. And maybe that was the key. Maybe it was the BBC needed to hook up with a record label who understands Eurovision, perhaps, mm. and goes into it with the mindset of, we need a really, really good song from a really, really good singer. That's what we're after, and we need to... It wasn't necessarily a song for Eurovision. It wasn't written. No, no, no. For Eurovision, was it? No, not at all. Um, it was something that he'd already recorded, and he'd he'd already been playing it back in October last year. Because first we were a bit like, "Oh no, if he's performed it anywhere before September mm. the first, it's not eligible." But luckily, that wasn't borne out. Um, I just think it's the attitude of tap music and the effort they've put into promoting Sam, finding the right song as well, working with the BBC, just goes to show you that it's not necessarily the BBC's faults as such. No. They, they need to be connected with the right experts, perhaps, mm. to guide them through this. Because they're a television and broadcasting company, you know, television, radio, etc. Mm. 
they're not a record label. No, not at all. They need that professional input, I think, to help them select their songs. And they need to they needed to work with a record label, but a record label that wanted to work with them that understood the contest and yeah. understood what we need to deliver. I and think they did it. Willing to put in that promo as well. Mm. Going across to a few different countries, mm. putting your face out there. Uh, great social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of little clips throughout the week. You know, using the little spaceman emojis and stuff. Mm. And him being a TikTok star, they were able to make use of TikTok stuff. It just read. It was just all very cleverly put together. A lot of thought went into it. Whereas you, in the past, you've often got the the impression that the, the BBC and whoever they're paired with have just gone, oh, who we're going to pick? Oh, we'll have you, and oh, we'll take that song, and uh, yeah, we'll put a microphone, we'll have some lights, and yeah, yeah. that'll that'll be fine. Let's do that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um. Of course, we can't sit here and talk about the UK for an hour, I'm afraid. Oh, really? Other things did happen last night. Yeah. So let's take a quick look at, at the other um, direct qualifiers. So starting with France, what right. did you think of France? I was so... I was disappointed with how uh, France was received because I really liked the song even before I saw how it was performed. And then you saw how it was performed and it was just like, wow, these guys are good. I thought it was a really brilliant piece, and I was so ashamed that it didn't do as well mm. as re- we thought it was It really didn't. To. It came 24th. Out of 25. Out of 25. And it was in Breton, mm-hmm. but that is not a barrier, I don't necessarily think. No. Um, and it was a very good, I thought, pop song that kind of melded that with the Breton heritage, mm-hmm. which, you know... Things like Ukraine and, and other countries do all the time, and they get yeah. tons of points for it. So don't blame France for going down that route. Why yeah. not? Show a bit of your culture. Yeah. Fuse it. I don't think I've ever seen a France entry yet that has played into its kind of old world. I think the word I'm looking for is Gallic yeah. heritage. Mm. Yes, it's, apparently it's quite similar to Cornish or something. Yeah, like it's, the it's got a similar kind of feel to if, if the UK were doing sort of, if we tapped into more Celtic roots, it would be that kind of same similarity. Yeah. Uh, yet, they really struggled. The, the highest points they got was seven um, from uh, Armenia. Yep. Which is a bit, oh, mm. dear. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, on to Italy then. What did we think of Italy? Well, these from the moment that Mahmoud and Blanco won Sanremo, they they were like people like Italy's going to do the double. They're going to they'll win with this. It's great. And the song had grown on me over the last sort of like month or so as I've been listening uh, to the Eurovision album. Um, but I never really saw the huge appeal of it. I yeah. thought, oh, it's not bad, it's it's okay. But then I think on the night as well, I, I don't think vocally it wasn't great. Yeah, some that's of those what notes. I was thinking. Some of the notes in it, particularly some of the high notes, were a bit strained to get out. Mm. Yes, I see what you mean. Um, it wasn't personally my, my cup of tea. No. It wasn't no. something I would necessarily pick up the phone and vote for. No. Um, and... It still did quite well, actually, by the looks mm. of it. We got um, 20 points in total from Albania given to Italy. Uh, so that was te- Televote, 8 points, Jury, 12. Mm. They got a 12 off Slovenia as well. They got a 10 off Montenegro. They got a 10 from Spain. And Azerbaijan gave them 10 as well. Uh, mm. So, you know, Georgia giving them a 10. So they, they were hoovering up. Some, yeah, some yeah. of the bigger scores, but not very many 12s. Yeah. So they came sixth place to overall, 268. Yeah. I mean, it's a respectable place, really. Um, I will say, I thought the two, uh, the two men had their incredible chemistry, singing it together mm. on, on, on the stage. Uh, real emotion. But yeah, I just don't... I, it just didn't... It didn't. I don't think it connected with some of the audience clearly. Mm. Let's look at uh, Germany. Now. Right. Oh, so, poor Germany. I mean, going into the final, 
Germany had, had Behold had very low expectations of mm, it anyway. It yeah. was it was not featuring anywhere near any kind of the top of any poll. No. Uh, everybody was fairly indifferent to it. It was being swamped by stronger songs. Mm. And unfortunately this has been borne out uh, with them getting last place. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really awkward for them. Um, they got just uh, two points from the Estonian Televote. Mm-hmm. They got two points from the Austrian Televote. And they got two points from the Swiss yeah. Televote. Mm-hmm. And so that is it. Yeah. Zero jury points. I mean, at least they didn't end up with null point. Because, yeah. I mean... You know, it was looking like that might have happened. Yeah, it was um, going to come very close, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a shame. I think I think he performed it well. I don't think it was, you know... I think Eurovision is a, is a strange animal. It's a strange beast in that I think the top of the leaderboard is a good judge of how good those songs are. But I think when you look at the bottom of the leaderboard, it's not necessarily a good judge of how bad those songs are, mm. really. Um, it's it, You couldn't look at them and say, well, that song was bad. It wasn't bad. It just didn't appeal to a lot of people. I thought it was a little bit dated. with mm. the, like It was very Eminem. Mm. And he's had his time, really, hasn't he? Yeah. And you know what? We were in that position last year. Yeah. Coming uh, bottom with a double zero, so it was even worse. Yeah. Um, maybe Germany will see that as a challenge, and next year they bounce back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've certainly, you know, been stronger in the last sort of fifteen years than we have. I yeah. think. Uh, so, I think we will see big things from Germany next year. I think. Yeah, hope so. Um, we may be sitting here in a year's time, and I'll be going. You'll be saying to me, Gary, you said big things from Germany. Look at those <laughs> points. Where are they? <laughs> Please remind me in a year's time. <laughs> and uh, finally, the last one then of the big five, the direct qualifiers, was Spain, Chanel and Slow-Mo. Yeah. Very high hopes for this one. Yeah. From fandom and yeah. the bookies. Definitely. On this. It, it burned up there on kind of like everybody's radar as favourites, like bookies, fans. Yeah, it was topping polls here, there and everywhere, wasn't it? mm but what did you actually think of the performance when you saw it? I thought I thought the performance was absolutely magnificent. Oh yeah. Was but it? but, <laughs> but tell something was coming. Yeah. If you didn't have the whole performance, the whole shebang on the stage, and you just had the song, not a bad song at all. But the performance absolutely elevated. She sold the out of it. She really did. True, but for me, not necessarily a song. It was a dance. It was a dance. Her, the choreo helped her through, I think. Yeah, but that's kind of, for me, that's kind of what a lot of other kind of big sort of those pop icons that we know also do. You know, it's very mm. much sort of a thing that people like, you know, Beyonce and J-Lo and all that lot are also, also do. They also have these big sort of dance choreo bits in with their song and that's what kind of elevates it and m- turns it from just like a good song into a performance yeah and i could see why it would be mm. very uh televote friendly mm-hmm. shall we say uh but if we look at the the breakdown um it was more jury friendly than i expected yeah mm-hmm. to be honest um San Marino gave it 12. Mm. Portugal gave it 12. <laughs> I can kind of explain. I can understand that one. Yeah. Um, North Macedonia gave it 12 on the jury. Armenia gave it 12 on the jury. So did Malta. So did Australia. I mean, they got more 12s in the jury vote than they did in the televote. They did. There was a massive imbalance there, which yeah. was, I thought it was going to be the complete reverse. Yeah. That it was going to be absolute televote fodder, and the juries would look down on it and go, mm. "No, this is just a cheap J Lo track or <laughs> slash Fuego ripoff." Yeah, this is you know, vocally and song-wise, this isn't the best. If I'm looking at this as a song rather than as a 
performance, I can't score it so highly. Mm. But that didn't, didn't work out like that, no, apparently. Not at all. Uh, very strange. Uh, so 459 points for them. Third place. I mean, um, if we look at the other end of the scale for Spain, um, Estonia gave it one televote point. Mm-hmm. Ukraine gave it one telephone point. The juries completely ignored it. Wow. There were two two juries that were absolutely like, nope, don't like it. No. <laughs> Very odd. Um, I suppose we should take a look at the winner then. Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a massive 631 points for Ukraine. Uh, split 439 from the televote, 192 from the jury. I mean... The televote, 439 yeah. out of a possible 468. I believe so. Is that mm, yeah. 39 times 12? Yeah. That's what I've seen on the internet anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... that. I think as soon as that televote came through, it was just like, oh, this is over. It was unassailable, really, I think, by that point. And I think, yeah, we 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 were sitting there and yeah. knowing that we'd won the jury vote just made it all the more nerve-wracking because we knew we were going to get our televote points last. Yeah, dead last. Yeah. And we, we really feared a John Lundrick situation, didn't we? Oh, uh, 2019, <laughs> uh, where he'd won the jury vote and was expected to do very well mm. with the televote mm. and then he got like 93 points. Yeah. Mm. It was way down where Kano were up. Kano were like 270-odd, I yeah. think. Uh, so it was way, way down the rankings on the televote, and you just you just saw that faithful moment as he realised, oh, my televote wasn't anywhere near as strong no. as my jury vote, and I've come crashing down. No. <laughs> um, so they hoovered up points from everybody. Oh yes, yeah. by the looks of it, yeah. Um, in just in terms of getting the maximum twenty-four points, so twelve jury. 12 televote, yeah. Poland, Moldova, Latvia, and Lithuania all gave it the double. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Not surprising. It's not surprising. It's not surprising. You know, they're, they're all neighbours, so they understand mm. a lot of what I think mm. is going on. Yeah. Um, but then when we start looking down, um, Romania, televote gave it uh, 10, jury gave it 12. Iceland, Televote gave it 12, jury gave it 10. France, Televote gave it 12, jury 10. Germany, the same, Televote 12, jury 10. You know, it's, it's, they're, they're hoovering up 12 uh, yeah. points from country after country, particularly on the Televote. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the Televote here, and the lowest they got was seven from Serbia. Really? Yeah. The rest are all basically 12s and 10s. Um, with a couple of eights and then one seven. So it just goes to show you um, that I suppose it, it kind of went as expected. It did, didn't it? it? I think I think everybody sort of expected that Ukraine was going to win. Um, I had it in the back of my mind. Mm. Um, I'd kind of had a you know a little bit of an open mind, thinking, well, you know, maybe actually uh, people won't vote. Ukraine because of what's going on and they'll think more about the song but that didn't happen uh, seemingly um, I must add not that I thought the Ukraine song was bad at all mm. I actually quite like it yeah it grew on me yeah um, and I think the chorus is incredibly catchy um, yeah but we, we had talked about this previously is a vote mm. for Ukraine we, we didn't say it was a sympathy vote we said it was a supportive vote yes. wasn't it it mm-hmm. We 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 were concerned that perhaps people would vote to show solidarity and support mm-hmm. for Ukraine for their situation, and that's what kind of would propel them towards the top of that uh, leaderboard. And do we think that's kind of what happened? I'm not going to rule it out as a possibility. Mm. I think. I think in terms of morale maybe mm. while ukraine from personally was not my absolute top favorite song i'm not saying it was bad it was a good song but i think if any if any country right now needed 
<laughs> to win Eurovision, I think definitely Ukraine needed mm. needed to win. Not just because the song was good, but also because it's going to be such a a confidence booster for yeah. them mm. as a country. Yeah, and I. I, I yeah, I think it's in a way. I think it's it's a little bit like a almost like a protest vote as well. I think you, you think know. I think it's often message. sending a message. You know, the people of Europe are, are essentially sticking two fingers up at Russia, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but, I do, saying, but it's the thing we've said before. You know, <laughs> you know, it was your at the end of the day. If you if anyone out there, if you vote, if you voted for the Ukraine, that's your prerogative. Absolutely. Whether you did it to show support for what's going on in the Ukraine right now, that's entirely your <clears throat> choice. It's not how I th- how I think Eurovision should be, but it's just the way of the world. And I urge, uh, and I think I speak for the three of us when I say, you know, if you have done this, find other things to do. Go support a charity, give money mm. to the cause. There yeah. are plenty of other ways that you can show your support for the Ukraine. Yeah. Um, but just quickly looking back at Ukraine's results again, there were actually what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 national juries that did not give a single point to mm. Ukraine that mm. perhaps did take that step back and were objective to say, yeah. let's not try and let our our emotions and our, our yeah, right. wanting to show support for what's yeah. happening in Ukraine actually interfered with the process of judging this set of songs. And because if you, I'm looking at the countries that, that didn't give it points in the jury, Sweden's there, Netherlands, Italy, the UK is there, mm. Finland is there. Yeah. And you think about, well, they are right on the border. Yeah. Um, Estonia, Bulgaria, Austria, Greece, Malta, North Macedonia. Nothing. Juries, nope, no. nothing. Yet, out of those um, sets of countries that didn't give any jury uh, votes, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of those countries gave them 12 on the televote. Massive difference yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polar opposites. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um. We're going to talk about the consequences of Ukraine winning in a little bit. (laughs) But, I mean, were there any shocks on the night for you when we look overall at the scoreboard? Um, uh, France, I was expecting to do a lot better. Azerbaijan. I I made no secret of it last night that this was the song I really did not like. You know, mm. much respect to them, but I, I, it was just... I just found it a really forgettable song. Mm. And to, to, for it to do as well as it did was not on my radar at all. So that's, I think that's just a, a yeah. question of taste mm. more than anything. And, and interesting, you're, you're right, because when we look at the breakdown... In the jury vote, mm. Georgia was the only country that gave it points, just three three points. Right. Um, actually, no, sorry. Uh, all the way around, ignore me. <laughs> looking at the wrong colours, the wrong circles. Um, the juries kind of liked it, 103 Yeah. Uh, on the jury. Uh, three on the televote in wow. the final. Mm. And in fact, uh, when we look back at semi-final two uh, at Azerbaijan, um, it did not score anything on the televote. Not a single point. Not a single point. Mm. So it definitely grew on a couple of people. But 96 points from the jury was enough to carry it into the final. Yeah. Is that right? Doesn't seem like a lot of points, that doesn't. It doesn't at all, really. No. Um But when you look at Sweden... Got 396 points in semi-final two. Wow. <laughs> Came top uh, there. Azerbaijan were literally the 10th qualifier at 96 yeah. points. Um, it does seem odd mm. that it, they had that discrepancy there. Yeah. Um, 
anyone, any other country, any other countries from the final that you thought? Wow. Um, yeah, Norway. I thought would have done better with the televotes. I thought mm. they'd have. I thought people would have loved the Yellow Wolves. I thought they'd been like, "Oh my God, this is what Eurovision is. Let me vote for them." And yeah. They didn't do particularly well. They didn't. They, they kind of picked up, you know, a couple of tens. Iceland and Sweden. That's yeah. not really a surprise no. considering the affinity there. Yeah. Uh, for that. Australia was well also giving it 10 mm. on their televote. Mm. Juries, very low scores. Um, I, you know, yeah. We, we had uh, Switzerland giving it one from their jury. Um, Latvia gave it five. Austria gave it five. We had Netherlands giving it three. Loads of countries ignoring it. Yeah. The juries are just like, nope. We are not being taken in no. by this gimmicky song. But that we expected said, that, didn't we? Yeah. Having said, though, it came a fairly respectable tenth place yeah, yeah. at the end of the day. So I, I think another one uh, I'd never expected to do as well as Moldova. Moldova? Yeah. Moldova, Greece, Portugal, all quite surprising mm. let's dig into stories. Let's dig into Moldova because that is... A, a, a <laughs> polar opposites. Yeah. So we're looking at the breakdown yeah. here. So, just fourteen from the juries <laughs> here. We got five given to them by Italy jury, uh, two from the Netherlands jury, uh, six from the Greek jury, and one from the Armenian jury. Yeah. So languishing down fourteen. Mm. So we were right near the bottom, weren't they, on yeah, the right yeah. hand side? And th so they get their televote quite early. Yeah. Because of that. <laughs> 239 points. Crazy. That's wow. Yeah. But that I think their positioning in the run order really helped them. They yeah. came after a, a slew of slow ballads. Yeah. And then they helped get the party started again. And um you know, I was speaking to I was texting colleagues uh, on our WhatsApp chat mm -hmm. <laughs> last night and they absolutely loved Moldova's song. They loved it. I think for a lot of people, that sort of song is what Eurovision is. Got yeah. yeah. Accordions. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's vaguely reflective of the culture. Yeah. It's, uh, it's bright, it, it's colourful. It's, it's quirky. Clack, clack, clack. Yeah. Yeah, ridiculous lyrics. Kissing now to book arrest. Yeah, and, and we were like, well, we've lost the train element, so obviously it's not going to go very far because <laughs> you don't get the whole thing. It's a train journey. <laughs> so it's how much we know. And mm. yeah, that, that hoovered up a, um, a few 12s here and there. Um, Serbia gave it the 12. Mm. Romania gave it the 12. Uh, the uh, Netherlands gave it 10. Mm. Um, the uh, Italy gave it 10 on their televote as well. So did France. Mm. And Germany. <laughs> it's, it's just, wow. wow, it's weird. Yeah. You just never know. I mean, there is still the old argument of, well, it, it's expats. It's, it's people voting for their, their home country whilst they're yeah. living in another one. But that criticism gets levelled every year. And yeah. Year. It's not like, I don't really see Moldova scoring so highly every single year. So no. you can't say no. this is a repeated pattern. It does yeah. seem to shift around year to year. Yeah. Yeah on that um so very interesting um what i'd like to do is actually look at the uk in terms of how did we vote what did we do as a nation where what, okay. did, what did we do because that's what we're interested to find out yeah so our jury included um somebody who was on call the midwife <laughs> okay i'm not slating it she could have she could have been working in musical theater she could have a music background and mm -hmm. that's why she was a suitable person but also Denise from Five Star was on our jury. Wow. <laughs> uh, pop royalty. If it is, we're talking, you know, 35 years ago. But hey, still pop royalty. <laughs> Killer moves, you know, choreo, on point, vocals on point. She's a good person to have on a jury. Yeah. Um, so how did... Uh, how did the UK vote? Mm. Wow. Um, let's have a look. So... Um, I'm just having a look. Where is our televote? Where's it gone? It is somewhere. There it is. Sorry, I'm looking at, again, I'm trying to work out these graphics. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so our 12 points went to the Ukraine. Yeah. Which is 
kind of expected. Yeah. Um, the, the UK has been very supportive of Ukraine. Uh, the whole resettlement scheme, mm-hmm. um, trying to take in refugees. I know for its faults, it may not be perfect, but it's, yeah. it's being done. You know, our prime minister had gone over to Ukraine and, you know, had a meeting with mm-hmm. President Zelensky. Um, so there was, you know, that kind of affinity there. Sure. Um, yeah. So they got our 12s so, on the well, telephone. They gave us our tw- their 12s as well, didn't they? That's true. It was a fair mm-hmm. exchange. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they got the 12 from the televote. We gave our 10 to Poland. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which we said he's got a very, very good voice. Oh, good. Very strong voice. Very yeah. strong. So even though the song name may not float our boat exactly, mm. um, certainly vocally, yes. Mm-hmm. On point. Eight points go to Moldova. Which, But you, like you said, your, your colleagues were like, yeah. wow, this is brilliant. Yeah. Um, our seven points went to Lithuania, which I really like. We all said it's Liza with a Z. <laughs> she was really cool. I really yeah. did Monica Liu sentimentai. Just a great performance. Yeah, it's just yeah. a really, just a really nice song, really nice voice, simply performed, quite elegant. Mm. I would say that. Mm. Uh, we like the we like the wolves and the bananas because mm-hmm. we gave Norway six. We're a sucker for a novelty. Like that, <laughs> oh, yeah. To yep. be honest, aren't we? We like mm-hmm. a bit of a novelty act. Surprising, Spain came below Subwoofer. Yeah. And got five points from the televote. Mm. Uh, interesting. Uh, four points went to Sweden. Wish that was higher. That's mm-hmm. just a personal thing. Yeah. Um, three points went to Romania. I voted for Romania. Oh, I called fault. in. <laughs> oh, come on. No, it is good. Hola, mi bebebe. Hola, mi bebebe, which is how I'm going to be answering my phone uh, from now on. <laughs> uh, two points. Uh, that goes to Estonia. And that was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The kind of country uh, style one. one. Uh, and then uh single point, the first point, goes to Serbia. Serbia. We like a, a bit of hygiene. <laughs> um, now contrast that with how our jury voted. So we gave mm. twelve to Sweden. Yeah, as um, it should be. Versus the four on the televote. Yeah. Spain, the jury gave it ten versus the five on the televote. Yeah. I thought that would be the other way. Other around. way round. Um, our eight points went to Poland, Poland. from the jury versus yeah. ten. So roughly so on roughly a the same. Uh, our nine points. Seven. Oh, sorry, <laughs> nine points. <laughs> Azerbaijan, the jury giving it seven, televote completely yeah. ignoring it. Yeah. Australia um, got oh, zero. Oof. Mm. Zero on our televote, televote and six on the jury. Uh, so we're mm. six. Six on the televote. Where's it uh, going? Australia. On the televote? On the televote. Norway. Oh, so we're looking we're at the doing the juries. Come on, Gary. I'm going to shut up now, shall I? <laughs> Sorry. You're all right. You, all you can see it. is numbers flashing in front of your eyes. Numbers and circles. <laughs> so, yes, Australia gave it... We, Joey gave it six. Yeah. Televoters were not interested. No. And that was kind of reflected in the reciprocation. Yeah. <laughs> I feel for that one. Yep. Uh, so, fifth... Five points was... Estonia. Estonia, Estonia. yeah. Uh, four points... To... Greece. 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 Televote didn't want to know about no. that one. She did well. I like I liked Greece. Yeah. Good, nicely performed. Yeah. Bit depressive there. Yeah. Portugal. It's the first time we were kind of mentioning yeah. Portugal, really. Yeah. Yes. Three, three points. points Portugal. Zero on the televote again. Yeah. Uh, and our two points. We also gave, yeah, to Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. Not quite sure what they were thinking there. No. And a single point... To Serbia. To Serbia. Again. <laughs> that's, a good, that's how it is every time we mention Serbia now. For the next year, any time we mention Serbia, it's going to be starting clapping. <laughs> so that's how the UK voted. And um, yeah. I suppose really now we, we need to look at next year. Yeah. So Ukraine win. Yeah. Which was kind of expected. Yes. Um, but there was still that 
hope. Well, yeah. That kind of thought of, well, yeah. maybe... Maybe it won't. Maybe it won't go quite such a landslide on the televote. Mm. They've Shows already, what we know. They've already yeah. said, you know, in the press conference, the head of delegation and also President Zelensky had released a statement pretty quickly saying, we absolutely intend to host Eurovision next year. Yeah. 2023. And we had spoken about this previously, but the, this is now a reality. So honestly, in all honesty, can you see Ukraine hosting next year in Ukraine? No. Not no. without a miracle. It, it would take something just... I, I, I don't know what it would take. It, it, we said um, on... Um, I think we said on the pre-party last night uh, uh, that even if the war ended today, I, I don't think they'd be in any state to be able to host something as big as that. I don't think they'd have the infrastructure. Mm. It's going to need... The, the country has other priorities. I know yeah. it sounds harsh. But they should have other priorities. But like you said, if the war ended today... The focus mm. has to be on rebuilding that country and getting it mm. back on its feet and getting it all working again, yeah. back in a, a good footing. To then lump Eurovision on top and say, right, you need to find a suitable venue and supply all the infrastructure around mm. hosting a Eurovision. And I know the EBU will help them with that and etc. and money will be pumped into it. But realistically, the country needs should focus surely on getting itself back on its feet mm. if the situation is resolved. Um, there's also the artists to think about, the other countries, the delegations that would travel there. There would understandably be some nervousness. Yeah, I think so. I think about wanting to travel um, to that region. Yeah. Um, we could be completely wrong. And if you, you know, like we said, if, if the, the war has ended, they might want, again, to show this kind of solidarity and this shine of support to say... Mm. We are coming to Ukraine. We are coming to to, mm. ha, to to show our support for you and we will still take part in, in Eurovision. But say it doesn't work out like that because I fully believe this is not taking the EBU by surprise. No, we can't have done. For weeks they've been predicting that Ukraine were going to win. So they had to plan. And I'm fairly sure... Scenario A... You know, like remember the pandemic oh, last yeah, year? Yeah. Scenario A, B and C, etc., um, were designed. I bet you there's a document somewhere with scenarios on um, that's outlining what do you do. Yeah. Mm. Um, at the press conference last night, Martin Erstedal, um briefly showed up to say thank you, but also hand over the Eurovision pack, essentially, <laughs> which is the Bible and how to do a Eurovision or you contact all the requirements, etc., and it's kind of formally handed it over to the head of delegation and said, congratulations, here is your pack mm-hmm. on how to do a Eurovision. <laughs> and then he kind of disappeared. There was no questions no. for him because you just knew every question was going to be, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. How is it going to be? Yeah. How are you going to manage? So what do you think our options are? Um, I think... I think the logical one would be for the UK to host, come in first in the jury vote, second overall. That seems to be the obvious choice, I think. I think that'd be quite nice. Would you Would you like that, Alex? I think it would be a nice, a, a nice gesture. Mm. But I suppose handing it over to any of the countries that showed good support for for Ukraine would mm. send the same kind of message through. So. Yes, it would. I think it would be nice, like you said, it, it would be a nice symbolic gesture for the, the BBC to step up to say, we will host Eurovision in the UK for you, but it will be the Ukraine presenting it. So yeah. the presenters are Ukraine, the, you know, the, the, the production team is Ukrainian. Yeah. Um, the BBC provide the we'll technical the support, venue. the we'll venue. We'll yeah. give you the venue, we'll give you the tech. Yeah, the infrastructure yeah. around it. We'll give you the security. Yeah. And you provide and you and you sort out the rest. Yeah. We will do that bit for you. Mm-hmm. But in all intents and purposes, this is a Ukraine production with the BBC support yeah. behind it. This is what we're gonna give you, you tell us what to do with it. Yeah. I think that would be that would be a lovely gesture if mm. it could work out, but on the flip side the BBC could be going, We do not have the money for this. Yeah. We've already got a budget squeeze. Mm. 
where are we going to find the money for this? And I know this sponsorship and I know the EBU puts money into it. And normally, yes, the host broadcaster would put money in. Ukraine's not really in a position for that. Um, Maybe they could tap the UK government and say, look, really good boost for tourism, for business in general, for the country. Creates a really good atmosphere as well. Bit of morale for British people. Yeah, as well. Um, You know, can you consider investing in the Eurovision production, pumping money into it to allow us to, mm. you know, organise it alongside Ukraine and host it with for them, um, just because of the benefits it will bring, you know, to the country. And, you know, we don't need to look at our balance sheet and go, how on earth are we going to find the money for this? What, mm. what budget cuts do we have to make? The other scenario is, so obviously scenario A, preferred is Ukraine get to host it themselves because they yeah. won. Yeah. They would obviously love to do that. Yeah. B, yeah, you go to the jury winner and go, you can do it because um, you won and you're a good broadcaster. Great. Scenario C, because um, my argument against the BBC doing it is the BBC last hosted a Eurovision in 1998. It was a very different beast Yeah. then. It was one show on a Saturday night Yeah. and it had a much smaller crowd mm. and it did not have half the attention that it gets now. Is it better to give it to somebody like Germany, who've expressed uh, a desire to support, like if Australia won, they would say they would be willing to act as host broadcaster to work alongside Australia. Do you give it to Sweden? They've done two very popular contests within the last 10 Mm. years. They are are used to doing Melfest, which is essentially Eurovision every year (laughs) on a much smaller scale. But they have the infrastructure, the knowledge, and the know-how. They yeah. they also remember Sweden also got parachuted in for when Ukraine last hosted in. They did, yeah, uh, twenty seventeen, because of the problems they were having behind the scenes, and you know, and they took over the running of it. Yeah. So could it go to another country like that who was willing to step in and who has had recent experience? Yeah. I think, yeah, it absolutely could happen, couldn't it? Because at the end of the day, I mean, we perhaps sitting here as British people, would love for it to happen here in the UK. Just so we could go. Yeah, just so we could go. Um, But I think, yeah, you put a, you know, take your biased hat off and try and look at it objectively. Um, Another country might be like Sweden, like Germany, because they've hosted it in fairly recently, haven't they? Well, it's been as big as this in 2011. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they may be better suited. They might have more know-how. Yep, and be able to put on a better show as a result, because as we've said many many times, it is a TV show first and foremost. Yeah, exactly. We shall see. You know mm-hmm. what? This thing is not going to be decided quickly. I don't think. No. There's going to be a lot of discussion in the wow. months to come. There's already investigations, isn't it? The EBU of about the the voting irregularities yes. and things like we should that. Very quickly, uh, touch on uh, something that was kind of. Sneaked out, a press release sneaked out about 40 minutes before the end of the show. Yeah. That basically said six national juries were removed from Eurovision 2022. Yeah. Because, uh, and I quote, (laughs) um, certain irregular voting patterns were were identified. And the six countries affected were Azerbaijan, Georgia, Montenegro, Poland, Romania, and San Marino. And basically what that means is that for the, I believe, semi-final two mm-hmm. and also the grand finale, their jury votes were created on aggregate, which basically is an algorithm is mm-hmm. run based on countries nearby and how they vote and their voting patterns to create a fake set of results, essentially, yeah. that they would go, well, we based on historical and neighbour voting patterns, we think this is how your vote would look and yeah. we're going to construct that. Uh, and so that's what was delivered for those yeah. countries. But they've not really said anything more. No. We don't know what the irregularities were. It's got to be that maybe the points were identical between those six juries. Yeah, maybe. And straight away, that's going to ring alarm bells. You're going to mm, go, yeah. hang on a minute. All, all these six countries had identical results on the jury, whereas previously, historically, that's not been no. the case. And when it's been looked at further, 
they've decided on balance they don't think those were objective, so yeah. they've been excluded. Mm. Don't know who's what is this an attempt to buy jurors? Do we think? Oh, wow. Is that it? Have jurors been bribed to to vote a certain way? Mm. Because we've not seen what those jury votes are. No, we don't. Will, will they ever be released? Don't know. Maybe I'm not sure. Lie. We don't know. But to be honest, not pointing the finger, but uh, a lot of rumours about Azerbaijan over the years yeah, about yeah. their attempt to, you know, buy votes. You know, I think at one point they were told off for saying no, don't buy foreign SIM cards. <laughs> Stop <laughs> voting. Um, yeah, one to watch out for. Yeah. Uh, again, we will we will follow that closely. We'll we say. will. So Eurovision twenty twenty two is at an end. It is. Yeah. I'm kind of sad. Yeah. It's over again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for all those people uh, that have said Ukraine, uh, if Ukraine hadn't have won, if they hadn't had that situation which caused them to get a massive televote, the UK would have won. We don't think that's true. No. We think we actually would have been in a worse off position. I think we've ended up coming third or fourth. Those televotes would have been split between Spain, Sweden, uh, some, of the East, some of the UK, maybe yeah. Greece. And yeah. I think it would have meant we came third or fourth overall. Oh, that's the thing. It is It is what it is. At the end of the day... Indeed. We're, he, we're here. We've done really quite well at Eurovision. You should be proud of what we've achieved. Absolutely. Uh, well done, Sam. This time last year, we could have only dreamt of coming second. It would have. We'd have thought, said, oh, don't be ridiculous. Right, hand, left hand side of the leaderboard. Yeah, okay, let's aim for that. Second? Yeah, beyond our wildest dreams. Yeah. yeah. We cannot complain. <laughs> right, that is it for us from Eurovision season. Yeah. Oh, it's been fun, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. <laughs> Same time next year. Oh. Same time next year. Be there or be square. Wherever it will be. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.